Well, welcome everyone. My name is Colin Clark. I'm a Senior Vice President of Retirement here at Washington Financial Group Hub International. And this is the What I Wish I Knew About Financial Planning But No One Taught Me podcast. I'm joined again for a third installment by our Director of Investment Strategy here at Washington Financial Group, Jay Sanford. Jay, how are you doing? I am doing well. This is a podcast. So uh, I think one fun fact that Jay did not know about me is that I was a uh, radio DJ in college. Sadly, though, the only people that could hear us are the people that had the cable station for the college campus. So <laughs> that does my not roommate and I, me. <laughs> so I think we had an audience of our girlfriends and that was it. So, uh, but I did cut my teeth at an early age, uh, you know, in, in this industry. Colin but, loves um, his music. So that is right. not surprising whatsoever that uh, you, you found yourself as a DJ at some point. That's, that's very fair. So this is the third installment. We want to talk about asset allocation in retirement. And so again, Jay, I'm going to ask you just to briefly define uh, asset allocation if someone's just skipping to this part because they're in that phase and they, they really want to know, again, this is what I want to know about financial planning, but no one ever taught me, right? So if we talk about asset allocation, then, then we'll focus on, hey, what does it look like to actually be in retirement? And we define that as replacing your paycheck for your longest period of unemployment. So we've gone through the growth phase, the pre-retirement phase, and now we're at a phase where we're no longer working or maybe we're working less. And now we need to supplement our income or replace our income with the money that we've saved over our career. Yeah. But, uh, let's get to this final phase. And, and you know, we might want to break it up in two different parts because that, as we talked about in, in the prior two uh, segments, we said the growth phase was, you know, if you have a time frame of seven to 10 years plus, pre-retirement was a goal that was in three to five years. And then retirement, now we're just talking about retirement, meaning you're trying to replace some income from your day job. But it also, let's take a step back and say, hey, I've reached my goal of needing to buy a house or of my child is ready to go to college in his 529. You know, what what should I be invested in there? So if you've hit the if you've hit your goal and we're not talking retirement, we're talking about kind of, you know, lump sum things that you need to get out of your investments, then you should be ultra conservative. Okay. So you know, your kid's ready to go to college. You know, Colin's got four teenagers. They're 18. You should probably be in very, very secure investments, knowing that you've saved enough and that it's going to last four years. You don't want to be in equities when you need the money and then suddenly the market goes down 20%. You just lost your fourth year of college, right? So yep. uh, in that instance, we're talking about be conservative, short-term bonds, cash, savings accounts, you know, whatever has very little volatility to no volatility. Retirement is a totally different beast because you get to this stage, you're like, I finally hit the finish line and suddenly the finish line is really 20 years away still, right? Because you've got to let your money last or make your money last 20 more years to use it. And so, yes, you've re- achieved your goal. Yes, you're in retirement, but that doesn't mean that you can be 100% conservative and put all your money in a savings account. It has to last and it has to last through inflation. It has to last through ups and downs, has to last through pandemics. You know, we, we, we run into new things all of a sudden and, and it's always changing. So retirement isn't, hey, I've reached my goal. It's time to get conservative. Retirement is, my goal is this. What do I have to invest in, in terms of asset allocation, in order to make it last for the next 10, 20, 30 years? And as we talked about before, asset allocation is simply 
the combining of various assets. So not all of your eggs are in one basket and those assets have different risks to them. And so not only should you be in equities, your equities should be diversified as well, large, small, mid, emerging markets, international. So you've got diversification and asset allocation in equities. Bonds, you should have different types of bonds, treasuries, mortgage-backed securities, corporates, high yields. That should be diversified. And then you should build them together to create an overall asset allocation that's based on risk and the goals that you're trying to obtain. So it's fair to say, let's say I retire, Okay, and a lot of people retire, you know, around the age of 65. People are living longer, even though we did mention that the mortality rate has dropped a little bit in the past few years for different reasons that we won't go into since this is an investing podcast, not a health and wellness podcast. Socioeconomic um, podcast. <laughs> right, right. Um, but that being said, uh, how do I not outlive my money from an asset allocation standpoint? I think you're starting to allude to that there. Yeah. When you come into retirement, what are the risks? All right. You have longevity risk, uh, which means what you just said, uh, outliving your money. And so you have to develop an asset allocation that can both grow and protect. And, you know, I'll, I'll start using kind of the things that we do on the wealth planning side that are a little bit more difficult to uh, replicate in a, in a 401k or a 403b, but we want to make sure that you have a bucket of growth. We want to make sure you have a bucket of semi-growth, which would, you know, kind of fall in this pre-retirement, which we talked about, kind of the a shorter term goal range of three to five years. And then you do want to have a bucket of cash and that cash needs to be there for when you see the volatility that we've seen. Let's take a real life example. You are retiring. Uh, it is January 1st, 2020. Uh, you know that there's an election coming. It's kind of crazy, but hey, I've got this nest egg and I need to start taking monthly income from it. March comes around and suddenly the world is falling apart and the markets literally go down by 35% in three weeks and you're still required to get your monthly income, right? That doesn't stop. The mm -hmm. fact that craziness is in the market doesn't stop the fact that you need your money. And so yeah. that's why you have to have different buckets of money in retirement. So that when that market drops 30 to 35%, whether it's in three weeks or eight months or whatever that is, you need to not sell equities because when you sell equities, when they're down, you lose the purchasing power of them. So that's why you need to have different buckets of risk for different timeframes of, of risk. And so in that instance, what we would have done is, hey, your equities need to stay where they are. They're down 35%. Let's not touch them. If you need a monthly paycheck or a monthly income, or you're doing something where you need the cash, let's take it from the cash this time. And so that's what we do at Washington Financial Group, right? We're constantly looking at what's going on in the market and where to take uh, the money that you need, where to take it from within your portfolio. It needs to be thoughtful. It needs to be reviewed and, uh, you know, kind of have a consistent methodology to it. And that's what we try and do. That's fair. I mean, you know, we got to keep the lights on, right? But what I hear you saying, though, too, is we can't be 100% out of equities. I mean, we don't, just because we're in retirement, we don't give up on stocks. Right. You bring up a really great point there. It's timely as well, right? And, and we actually had some discussions on it uh, yesterday with some clients. 
where back in the day, back in the 80s, uh, 70s, 80s, you know, bonds were paying eight, nine, 10%. And those were regular bonds, right? They're not, they weren't high yield, they weren't high risk. And so if you needed to get seven, five, six, seven percent from your portfolio to live, to retire, you literally could throw it into a bond and just live off of the interest. Well, we have historically, fast forward to 2020, and the 10-year treasury is at 77 basis points. You can't live off the interest of a 77 basis point bond. And so in that instance, you have to diversify out of bonds and have a portfolio that can grow. And that growth will now has to come from a combination of bonds and equities. And so it's a total return approach for sure. There's not enough yield out there to live off of yield, unless you have a huge nest egg, right? You know, you have $20 million and you want $100,000 a, a year. Yeah, you could invest in bonds and you'd probably be okay. But generally speaking, it needs to be a total return approach which goes back into this conversation of asset allocation, which then goes back into needing to be in equities, bonds, cash. Well, Jay, this has been incredibly insightful. I want to thank you for joining us on this three-part series on asset allocation, different phases of life. You will be returning in hopefully the not-too-distant future, and we'll be talking about annuities, which I know is a very complicated mm. subject and people have a lot of questions about. But, but that's the point of this podcast, You know what I wish I knew about financial planning, but no one ever taught me, because we will be covering lots of topics with different colleagues here at Washington Financial Group, because we do have a lot of specialists in the breadth and wealth of knowledge. And so we look forward for you to join us uh, for the next installment. Jay, thank you that'll again. Be, that'll be a good time. one because annuities uh, fall into this conversation that we just had, which is how not to uh, run out of money. Excellent. So I'm looking forward to Jay, that. Yes, me too. Jay, thanks so much. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Take care. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, we'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Investing in stocks includes numerous specific risks, including the fluctuation of dividends, loss of principal, and potential liquidity of the investment in a falling market. Bonds are subject to market and interest rate risk if sold prior to maturity. Bond values will decline as interest rates rise and bonds are subject to availability and change in price. Alternative investments may not be suitable for all investors and involve special risks such as leveraging the investment, potential adverse market forces, regulatory changes, and potential liquidity. The strategies employed in the management of alternative investments may accelerate the velocity of potential losses. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, Washington Financial Group, a division of Hub International Mid-Atlantic and Hub International are not affiliated with LPL Financial.
And now let's hear a little bit of the audio that didn't make the final cut. And, uh, uh, um, and you know, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, my that roommate, nice. right, um, t- uh, sounds good. Let's get, um, uh, um, you know, let's, let's, um, uh, um, um, uh, to, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, and, um, uh, um, you know, um, that's a, when you, when you run in, uh, um, uh, um, well, and I hear what you're actually, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, and, and, and it, it's, um, um, uh, uh, and, uh, this, uh, 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 <laughs> that is very, that, that's a very good point.